Good morning, everybody. It's time for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. My name is Freddie, the insignificant, significant one, the anti-DJ, if you will. I am the ODWB, the Grand Marshal in the Parade of Ill. I don't know if I said that already, but I am definitely, without a doubt, the bad influence with the best intentions. And we're here kicking off the Beer Geeks Radio Hour with some fine brew for you. And let me throw it over to my good friend, Dirty Derek. Today, how you doing, Dirty Derek? I'm lovely, Freddie. How you doing? Outstanding. We have some new faces and a familiar face here. Dr. Johnny Blindside is away on vacation. There is a Huey Lewis in the news convention (laughs) somewhere, I think, in Schenectady, New York. They're always going on. And he is one of the speakers (laughs) on how to keep your hair... Past 50 to look exactly like it did on the cover of the sports album. How to keep up a look for so long. Yeah. I mean, they're having, he's running a certain workshop on how to keep the look up from the 1986 album. It takes cover. a lot of, a lot of dedication to it. And, uh, you know, it's a real craft. They actually sent him an invitation that was laced in gold. So that's how important he is for it's the like, Huey Lewis look like movement. or something. That's how important. But I think he did receive demerits for not showing up at the Mohegan Sun. Um, performance of Huey Lewis in the news. So I don't know how they're going to deal with that, if he's going to get a suspension, but I do know that he has to run that workshop on how to keep up the hairdo from the 1986 album cover. <laughs> I'm getting away with all uh, of this because he's, he's, he's not here. He's not here. He's not here. No no, backlash. Nothing. All right, Derek. I see fancy glasses. I see a lot of kick-ass looking bottles, and I see some fine, distinguished looking gentlemen. Well, don't get too crazy now. I'm not, man. <laughs> All right, throw it around the room, bro. Well, this week, uh, we're going to do a little something special. Since it is uh, National Mead Day, we're going to take a look at this fantastic beverage. And uh, we brought a lot of knowledge to the, the show this week. And John's not here. Just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, we brought a lot of knowledge this week on this subject, so we're going to really get into this one full on. Uh, we have the Scranton Brewers Guild coming down. We've had Sean, you know, people are familiar with his his voice on the radio and his beautiful face and Wonderful to be back. <laughs> we have Ed, the uh, cider maker of the year. Cider maker. <laughs> and uh, Dan, we got another one from the Scranton Brewers Guild. Greetings, greetings. All right. So we're, we're going to really get into this uh, fantastic beverage. Uh, I did actually did a little look at it this week in the weekend or trying to prep people for getting ready for this going on because it's a beverage that uh, has a long, rich history. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, if they have tried it, a lot of people, due to the fact that the uh, availability of really good mead has been limited for the past few years, it's, it's starting to change. and We're starting to get a lot more higher-end meads and a lot of full-on meaderies coming around. But a lot of the meads that have been available to us have been less than perfect, we'll say. Jack and uh, Yes. They've, they've kind of either been something you grab off a shelf at a, a bar if they have a bottle and it tend to not be so great. Or if you have a friend who's a home brewer who loved trying it themselves, may have been going for a very high alcohol version, and it tended to come out something that Gene Simmons would use to blow fire on wow. stage. Wow. Is there, there is truth that you could find fine mead at any Renaissance fair as well. <laughs> that as well. <laughs> that as well, which uh, is another case in point for, it's not always the best, but it's there. And, it, yeah. you know, at least you know, knowing of this beverage's existence is a good step in the right direction. Then you kind of start to really get into this. So, uh, you know, I'm going to actually kind of step back this week, and I get to kind of be the interviewer and, oh, wow. and listen instead of talk. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Which I love. I love mm. a big mouth, so I we love know, this. Yes, we know, Derek, when we started, when we brought up this idea, you know, we were at the uh, National Homebrewers Conference, which I called in for, be it a little under the weather, <laughs> oh, but I did call in. Oh, fantastic. Is that day. what they're ca- the kids are calling it, under the weather? Under the weather. Oh, under awesome. the weather. Because on my bus trip, 
trip last night to the Jason Aldean concert. I guess a lot of people that got lost trying to get back to the bus were under the weather. <laughs> you know, the heat can get to you yeah. in northeastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> but um, Mead, uh, also known as Honey Wine, has really kind of taken over um, the home brewers' um, palates and focus, really. Yeah. And um, if current market trends are any, are any kind of indication where the home brewers are going is where you're going to see the the market really start opening up in the area you know home brewers really adopted the ipas and then those kind of explode and then they got into the sours now you see those coming in the newest most popular thing to talk about and become under the weather with so to speak <laughs> is uh is mead and honey wine so you know hail to the to the great amount of of stuff that is mead so a little bit of history before we get uh, drinking. Um, mead is the most underappreciated and oldest beverage, fermented beverage in the planet. Um, one of my good friends, I would like to call them a friend, hopefully think of me as a friend, not just a drunk, um, um, up at Moonlight Meadery, they like to describe the, the formation of mead in one of two ways. One that's kind of realistic and one that, sure, somebody came up with that idea. The Somebody came up with the idea is that in Africa, some, some elephants knocked over a tree it had honey in it, it rained, it fermented, and some guy walked by and said, hey, let's drink this puddle. And mead was born. Unrealistic. That's how the best things come in. <laughs> let's just drink this hey, puddle. Hey, let's just try it. Hey, so if you're out there and you're low on cabbage, and, <laughs> find you know, a puddle and drink Just out. find a puddle. You might discover the next great American beverage. You might. You might. The other one is, is a, a, anyone who's had a picnic knows that if you have anything sweet out, Bees will instantly be attracted to it. And same with honey. Honey, bees try and collect what they had made very quickly and take it back to their hive. So the more realistic theory, as they like to say, is that early man, knowing that honey is a perfect food, it never goes bad, and it's uh, actually very good to keep you healthy and fight allergies and all that stuff, learned that if they covered their honey with a little bit of water, bees didn't know it was there. They could reach through the water, eat the honey, everything be fine. Well, after a certain amount of time went by, the water, you know, Got a little bit of a, you know, frisky, a, a frisky <laughs> thing going on with it, yeah. <laughs> and thus, and thus, mead was born. So that's, you know, those are your two kind of prevailing theory, theories. Figure out which one you want, and we can kind of go with that. Yeah, I mean, it's arguably one of the oldest, if not the oldest, fermented beverage, a version of it. I mean, of course, as with everything, when it first starts out, there is no name for it. But you know, mead started a long, long time ago and didn't really pick up the name until. After all the lovely languages come about and everybody butchers everything as it's transferring and then eventually they get a term and it's meat. So that's basically how the, the term came about. But when it first started, it, they were uh, using honey as a fermentable beverage it is a very old tradition that goes back thousands and thousands of years. And Dan has this wonderful little paper of all the different countries and stuff that have done stuff with honey to make to make the uh, make the 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 different beverages throughout the area. And we have we have a couple examples. So let's get into the first one. Um, and the first bottle that we're sampling today is Chaucer's uh, Straight Mead from Chaucer's Cellar out of uh, Santa Cruz, California. Um, Chaucer's has been around since 1964. The, the winery, and this is part of the, the back and forth, um, the wine people don't want to adopt the mead because it's not made with grapes. Um, but... No one really knows how to get it in anywhere else, so it's a little bit of like the you know redheaded stepchild. But um, <laughs> the Santa Cruz Winery, Chaucer's Winery, predominantly made fruit fruit wines, and they picked up meads. So this is one of the few, if not only, good meads that you can probably find on the liquor store shelves. It's usually available in the early fall. It'll start coming out in the beginning of September. Uh, it goes really, really quick. So 
Yeah, this is the one that I was most familiar with. When you walk into any of the state liquor stores, you can find Chaucer's readily available. I mean, I'll, every, pretty much everything we're going to be going through is a special order in some way. You might be able to get some of them, but not everything is available immediately on the shelf when you walk in. But Chaucer's, you can walk into just about any of the liquor stores around here and find Chaucer's. So at least get yourself acclimated to what meat is. It's very easy to find. Yeah, and I know we've been making a little bit of fun of Renaissance-style uh, uh, meads. Uh, actually, the Mount Hope Winery has a, a couple actually good meads. So uh, being at a Renaissance Festival, they've actually upped their game in the last few years. So that's another good one for a visit. The first time I ever heard of mead that I even knew it existed, I went to Ireland uh, back, and I went... Um, uh, Turn of the century, I went back. <laughs> oh, that's so oh my gosh, you can say that, right? Yeah, be accurate. I can't say that. I was rooting through my closet, and there's a lot of webs and fog in there, and that's what I came up with. But I can say turn of the century. Yeah. I was around, I was kicking it around Ireland, top of the uh, turn of the century, but we went to, I believe it's Dunratty or Bunratty Castle. And they come in and they do the whole nostalgic and nostalgic, the Renaissance thing where you eat with no utensils. You got to eat with your fingers and they give you a little bowl to dip your fingers in to clean. <laughs> and they came up and they're like, here's your mead. And I watched one person sitting next to me go, hey, 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 it's real powerful. And they just couldn't hack it, whatever it was. So I didn't understand it. And I wound up using mine to clean my fingers (laughs) because I didn't drink. And everybody was, um, that's a filthy finger bowl they had at that castle. But that's the first time I ever heard of it. And then when they explained that how old it is, you know, as a fermented beverage, I was like, really? And I never heard of it. At all. So now, being in the last year or two, I've heard people talking about it, and now it's becoming something where obviously it's worth talking about, and people are having an interest in trying it there, and drinking it. There's a growing interest. I mean, one from the homebrewers, but also it's something because a lot of the other uh, exposure a lot of people have had to meet is watching anything involving Vikings or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Vikings oh, are pretty to, cool people, all right? Let's not yeah, pick on the Vikings. <laughs> they are discriminated people <laughs> in a horrible football team. Oh. Oh. I'm a Vikings fan, dog. I could say that. <laughs> but shows, you know, like Game of Thrones and these things are becoming yeah. very popular oh, yeah. in the popular culture, you know, is really exposing people to the idea of it. And it's kind of getting like, oh, what is that? And uh-huh. it's at least getting the name out there more for people to then go and ask about it because they're just inquiring. Because that's how a lot of these, you know, beverages come about. It's just something like that will tip the scale in that direction. It'll get a couple people asking. Maybe they haven't had it, but it'll get a couple people asking. And then you have all these great, you know, like we just talked about Dogfish Head. Like they're doing yeah. these recreating old styles of beer by examining pottery. And that's how, you know, things with mead because it's such an old style. People are going back and looking at, you know, historically, what have they right. done with it? And people are starting to now, meteries are getting into meteries. the experimentation right. That just sounds cool. <laughs> so, and that's funny that you said that. And it leads me to saying, Derek, that with culture, like uh, such a popular show like Game of yeah. Thrones right now, that brings stuff to light for people. And it's a great topic for today's show. So I'm, I'm very happy that you guys are choosing to do this. And it sounds great. And I can't wait to see what, what every, do we have different kinds of meats oh, here? We have, we have several. Oh, Several Man, different that ones. is so cool. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, Derek brought up about about Dogfish Head, and Dogfish Head has done so much for what uh, people would think is a flavor that goes into a beer. Um, and believe it or not, we have a meadery in the United States known as Bee Nectar that um, kind of pushes the envelopes as to what can go into a mead. And we brought for our second uh, beverage today. 
is a, a nice mead called Kill All Golfers. Because, and you know what? what? You just saying that, I'm going to stop you right there because we do have to take a break. Oh. I want people to kick that around in their thought locker out there. It's called Kill All Golfers. Kill All Golfers. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to find out why they want to kill all the golfers, man, and how good it tastes to do so. Right here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. Experience the wines at Malatesi Wine Cellars in the outskirts of Scranton. They offer wine tastings seven days a week during business hours and wood-fired gourmet pizza Friday evenings by reservation only. Visit SalTheWineGuy.com for pictures and info on their new private event room. I got smart about mortgages, smart about college. Smart when it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org, a free online resource from the nonprofit National Endowment for Financial Education. Smartaboutmoney.org, the easy place to start when you want to get smart. Get in the zone. Before I went to AutoZone, my wife would yell every time I left the seat up. Then I got the advice and tools I needed to get her car back up and running by myself. Now she leaves the seat up for me. If your check engine light is on, let AutoZone read your trouble code for free. It could save you money and hassle down the road. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Cloth or disposable? Paint or wallpaper? Yellow or green? Babies come with lots of decisions. Crib or bassinet? Rocker or glider? So when it comes to protection against diseases, go with the safest, most effective choice. Vaccination. To protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases like measles, meningitis, and whooping cough. That's why nearly all parents choose it. Stroller or carriage? Basketball or soccer. So get all the recommended vaccinations for your baby by age two. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov slash vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. Justin or Justine. Immunizations help give you the power to protect your baby. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Attention homeowners, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans, and I have some important information for you regarding the U.S. government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. We've told you about HARP in the past, and more than 3 million homeowners have already taken advantage of this money-saving program. But there are so many more of you who could be saving hundreds of dollars every month on your mortgage. And Quicken Loans is here to help you save your money. The home loan experts at Quicken Loans fully understand the HARP guidelines. If you weren't HARP eligible in the past, new guidelines could mean that now you are. Give us a call and we'll give you a Quicken Loans mortgage review. It's simple and easy. And for four years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Or go to quickenloans.com for a mortgage experience that's engineered to amaze. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Payment example excludes taxes and insurance calls for cost information. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Right, we're back here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. Show's brought to you by Cab Celtic Cabinetry in Millwork, rear 205 Broad Street in Pittston. You want the perfect man cave built for you. Put on display all your great um, craft beers and bottles of mead 
from back at the turn of the century. And make it happen. Tell them how to get in touch with uh, Crazy David. You can give him a call. It's 570-654-1461. Hook you up with the man. Definitely want to do that, man. And I know a lot of people are looking at ways of uh, making their home their home. And you want that private space that every man is entitled to in their house. I thought that was the bathroom. Uh, well, you can have a bathroom <laughs> in your man cave, man. It's all good. And we're speaking about different uh, honey wines and meads. Or is a honey wine actually mead? Honey yeah. wine is actually mead. Okay, good. Well, we got this cool book, Making Wild Wines in Mead. <laughs> Sounds pretty groovy. Um, 125 unusual recipes using herbs, fruits, flowers, and more. And I got, guess we're giving away the glass yeah, too, Yeah, we are. We are. That's going to be a giveaway we're going to be doing up in a little while, so pay attention. If you want to call us on the Hellophone, you'll need this number later, 855-777-1023. Let us continue with this interesting discussion that we have going on over the oldest fermented beverage is mead. Yes. yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we're historically we're current in one yeah. spell swoop. <laughs> So All right. we're, we're drinking right now is the uh, Bee Nectar's uh, Kilo uh, Golfers. Um, you have to actually <laughs> check the label out on this. It's a, it's a remnant. It's uh, the Caddyshack uh, Gopher uh, on the label. It's That's pretty so cool. cool. It's pretty cool. So this really, this mead is a good example of when people say, what is a mead? Mead is a wide variety of styles. It's, a, it's almost asking, what is a lager? What is an ale? What is a wine? Um, it can go from something that's very dry to something that's very sweet. From something that is very low alcoholic to something that is uh, will strip paint. Um, <laughs> in this case, we're drinking a six percent. Uh, what we'll say is a methaglin, a fancy word for something brewed with spices. Um, it's also would be called a short meter hydromel because it's low alcohol. So there's a lot of interesting vernacular terminology, fancy stuff for what ten thirty or whatever it is in the morning and we're drinking uh, alcoholic beverages. So short for methaglin would not be meth. <laughs> um, we're not drinking meth. All, yes. of our yes. all the listeners in Berwick and Nanticoke are going to go nuts. I don't want that to happen. I want to think they could go somewhere. Look, people that. start showing up in a bio I could suit drink meth. <laughs> now here, here I know it here. Guys, uh, they were saying on Berwick that we're all <laughs> and it offended me and hurt my feelings. Okay, we're gonna get it. So, <laughs> so, so this particular uh, mead uh, tastes very much like an iced tea. Uh, very nice, I would say. If folk are really, you know, a little apprehensive about maybe trying a mead because they've had the Jetril versions in the past. They're the uh, the odd uh, dressed up in uh, knight armor and uh, corsets uh, with high octane stuff at a Renaissance festival. Um, this is probably a good introductory one. So, yeah. real nice drinking. You know, what do you, you what it's, do you what do you taste? It really it, it does have a lot. It, it just tastes like a nice iced tea with honey oh. instead of using sugar to sweeten it. It just tastes like they use a fair amount of honey to sweeten it up. But, I mean, it really does, you know, as Sean described it, it's, uh, you know, an alcoholic version of an Arnold Palmer. I know they make those now, but they're, mm, you know, mm, won't get into that. Not one. as tasty as no, this. No, this is a lot better. If uh, if that's your thing, then this is a lot better to try because the honey is definitely there, but the way they brewed this, it's kind of a subtle, I don't want to say a background note because it's not totally, but it's just not as upfront like with the Chaucer's. I mean, that was just pure honey. Uh, this has a lot more like the, the tea kind of bitterness up front with everything and the lemon kicking around and then you have a little bit of honey sweetness on the end. So it really does taste like a really nice brewed iced tea with honey to sweeten it. Can't ask for more than that. And 6% alcohol. A little bit of fizz. A little, little, little bit of fizz. A little bit of fizz. That could be because we dropped the bottle. That's why I didn't say I didn't want to mention the carbonation. Shake and not stir. Now, you know, I, I was saying before, bee nectar is a really great meadery that, and we're really lucky that they've that they've really kind of taken the reins on this because um, the owners of bee nectar are were home brewers. 
um, and they wanted to kind of push the envelope. And a lot of their stuff, um, bean nectar is not currently in the state of Pennsylvania yet because they it's very difficult with our antiquated beer and liquor yeah. laws to get new things into our state. Sigh. But, sigh. But anywhere in uh, Jersey, New York, um, Ohio, Michigan, where they're at, you can find their, their meads. And they are most commonly on draft, believe it or not. Um, they do a lot of draft pours of their meads because of the low alcohol content. Um, and they have fun stuff like this. We were just commenting about um, they have Zombie Killer. They have Black Fang. There's Mango. Ne- Necromangocon. Necromangocon. You know, <laughs> so they have a lot of there. It's a really fun, fun meadery to to kind of experience and stuff. So if you see it out there um, in your travels, definitely try it. It's a, it's a worthwhile, worthwhile mead to drink. Yeah, that's the one thing I think a lot of people may not realize is a lot of meads. I mean, the first time I had mead, you know, we've talked on here before, and I'm sure I'm going to get something from Freddie for saying it again, but I lived in Boston for a few years. Suck. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, where I lived was actually considered Alston, and right around the corner from me, I had a great bar called Sunset Grill, and we actually had, right there, I had six or eight, I don't remember which, different meads on tap at all times. And that was the first time I got to try mead was in that situation where I had really good mead, on tap, and it made it a little difficult to then go back. You know, a lot of people's first experience is a bad one. I had a really good one, so then it made it more difficult because I knew what this style was capable of. So it was harder to find something really good to, you know, have that available at all times. But, you know, a lot of meads really are available on tap. That's where you're going to see a lot of them. Uh, just, you know, a lot of it with liquor laws and distributing, it's kind of not worth them to put it in the bottles because it's it's more difficult because... You know, when you're getting into meads, where that's classified as far as distribution and all that, it, it gets really difficult. It's the thing the average person won't really know about or, or care about or need to know about. But, you know, it, it kind of can make things difficult as you're going forward with it. But you're going to see a lot on, on draft. Well, no, you're, you're talking about availability of meads. We'll kind of move into our next one, um, which is our last commercial one of the of the tasting, which is from Moonlight Meadery, uh, their Desire. Um, mm. Their tagline for this meadery is romance in a glass. Um, so all of their, all of their uh, mead names are tend to be a little bit in the sexy, sexy terms. They, but. they actually, <laughs> when, you, when you go through the Moonlight Meadery and see the names, a lot of them sound like strippers. <laughs> it really does. That's uh, the best really way. Um, but does, I think somebody should open up a strip club <laughs> that only features mead as the primary <laughs> beverage. Not allowed to drink anything else. It's a great idea. Get on it. <laughs> So um, we're going to pass around the desire now. The desire is actually, um, we're going to have uh, Mr. Ed talk about it a little bit, but um, desire is, one, is a good example of, as we're going with the range of me. We were the bean nectar we just had was 6%. Um, this one's slightly higher at 16.7. Um, Moonlight is available as a special liquor order or an SLO um, from the... Arima. <laughs> from uh, from the liquor stores, you can go in and order it by the case. You just have to let them know which one that you would like, and they'll send it in. It is rather expensive. It's it's close to three fifty a case um, to get it in, but it takes Damn. about a week to get in. But it's it's definitely worth it. Worth it. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely That's one you, you can find a few That's people. That's bottles. Yeah, you can find a few people and split it up amongst you, and and you'll be happy. I mean, it's a, it's a like Sean said, it's a little pricey, but it's definitely worth it. I mean, this is fantastic. I mean, well, they've they've built up a huge following. Well, it makes sense if you have a couple fans of the beverage yeah. to kick in on it. Definitely. Now, Desire is actually their flagship mead. I'm drinking here as I'm talking. <laughs> um, Shock. Uh, Michael Fairbrother <laughs> is the gentleman who um, runs Moonlight Meadery with his wife, Bernice. And this won first place in... 
This one first place in the New Hampshire uh, mead competition took first place out of 385 entries, and he won first place. And the story he likes to tell is he's driving home. He goes, I'm really going to do this. Quit his job and then open oh. a meadery. And I think it was the best idea he's ever had. In a competition like that, do they ever let you know who came in last? <laughs> um, no, they're very polite. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I just excellent. wanted to know. Yeah, this Moonlight Meadery uh, desire is really nice. It has a number of different fruits in there, including black currants, black cherries, and blueberries. It's very well balanced. Nothing overwhelms anything else. And the alcohol is sneaky. As Sean said, it's 16.7% alcohol. Um, it really is almost brandy strength, but it's very smooth. You just yeah, do you don't not get any taste heat, the alcohol nothing, in yeah. there. It's uh, very well balanced, just very slightly sweet. It's a really nice mead if you want to... Uh, treat someone for a birthday present or something, this would be a great bottle to give someone. And it's a good introduction to a new mead term, Melomel. Melomel, yes. Melomel. Melomel is a honey wine made with fruit. Cool. And we have a couple, and now we're going to get into a couple of the different, uh, uh, different Melomel in just a, in a second, I think after our next break. Yeah. Um, when we break out the homebrew and we'll get into the... Um, the higher test, so to speak, <laughs> and right. also some award-winning meads with uh, that we've made locally. When you say the high, the high, the high grade, the stronger <laughs> stuff, that means I have to go out into the hallway and get the hand truck. Maybe. <laughs> Are we going to feel under the weather later? We yeah. might. We might. We've got a whole day of mead events too that we'll talk about. So, <laughs> under the weather. <laughs> All good stuff, my friends. Here's the deal. Um, we are going to come back. Uh, like we said, we're going to take a little break, pay the bills. Um, we're going to have the giveaway. You know what? Let's do the giveaway now, yeah, man. Do it I now. think we'll knock that out of the park as we speak. It's making wild wines in meads. It's a great way. If you're if you're hearing what we're saying, you're yeah. interested in getting into this. Because actually, we'll, we'll talk about the brewing, too, after the, after oh, the break. Oh, definitely some nice recipes in here, man. And cool. it's, a, it's actually easier in a lot of ways to brew this than it is to brew beer. So Vastly easier. Yeah. So it's actually a really good way to get into doing this if you're interested in doing some brewing at home. Black plum wine, three pounds of black, deep purple plums. <laughs> Just, and Freddie will come over and read the book to you. Yeah, that's cool. One teaspoon, five grams, acid. What <laughs> was the pause? I like the pause. I was drinking because I'm under the weather. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to take that break. I want to hear all about this stuff. I want to watch these guys drink the higher test stuff as well. And we want to give away this book in this killer Deschutes brewery glass. So call us on the telephone, 855-777-1023. If you have won 10 times in the last two months, you can't win. It's <laughs> a bottom line. So give us a call, 855-777-1023. We'll be right back with the Bear Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3. Place that loves beer as much as you, and that's Cooper's Seafood House in Scranton and Pittston. Celebrate National Mead Day today at Cooper's in Scranton. Be one of the first people in Northeast PA to have mead on draft from none other than Moonlight Meadery. Escape to Cooper's in Scranton today. Plus, over 450 craft brews, 28 rotating taps, and all drafts are half price every day from 5 to 7 at Cooper's. For P150, P150GA, P150LK, P150TN, C250A, C250E, C250Q. 
Too many Americans are living without dental insurance, which means they might not be getting even the most basic care for their families. After all, a simple cleaning can cost $100, and other procedures like crowns and root canals can cost hundreds more. That's why at Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, we're proud to offer the dental coverage Americans need at such a great price. Freedom to choose any dentist you want and never pay a deductible. This isn't a discount plan. This is real dental insurance that can help pay for over 300 procedures. Everything from cleanings and fillings to crowns and dentures. Acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies no matter what, even for folks on Medicare. We're on a mission to help provide Americans with good dental insurance. So please, call now to receive a free information kit with all the details directly by mail. 1-800-936-1230. That's 1-800-936-1230. 1-800-936-1230. Can we talk about colonoscopies for just a minute? Wait, wait, wait. Before you zone out or change the station, just listen to a couple of facts. Fact. When caught early, colon cancer is 90% preventable. Fact. A colonoscopy not only detects cancer, it can prevent it by removing precancerous growths called polyps. Fact. Lots of people are so uncomfortable even talking about a colonoscopy that they'll never get one. If you're at risk for colon cancer, a colonoscopy is the best way to find it and fix it. That means if you're 50 or older or 45 for African Americans, you need to get screened. If you have a family history, you may need to get screened earlier. Okay, thanks for not changing the station. You've actually just thought about colonoscopies for a solid minute. The worst part is over. Now that you have the facts, take charge of your health. To schedule your screening today, visit StopColonCancerNow.com. You can always come up with an excuse for not visiting longtermcare.gov. Oh, I forgot. Game night. After all, who wants to admit that one day they will be, you know, old? Hey, do you see any crow's feet on this face? I don't. But since 70% of older Americans need some kind of long-term care, why not do some free planning now so you can stay in charge? Visit longtermcare.gov and find your own path forward. I'll talk about the event. You talk yeah, about we're going to talk about the event, and we're going to talk about everything. Yeah! You can't do that to us. That's rude. <laughs> I tell the radio I'm under the weather. <laughs> so am I. That's what I they call a clean break. No, that was <laughs> a clean break. No, I, I hit the right here. I'm going to just do this right. Let's just go back in time like it never happened. Oh! Yay! Hey, Welcome hey. back! <laughs> 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 oh man! This is our natural habitat, just hanging out here. That's that. That's Those true. Commercials. Having a good time, man. It's all good stuff. Derek, you're getting a little rosy. Are you feeling under the weather yet? <laughs> I'm getting there. Nice. Good call. Good call. Very good call. You got him. All right, man. We continue this, and I, I hear from the professionals that it's going to get more interesting. It's going to get very interesting, I should say, in the next half hour. So let's get into it right now, boys. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the Scranton Brewers Guild and the uh, Wyoming Valley Home Brewers, we got together. Um, Mead Day, National Mead Day, is, is started by the American Home Brewers Association. And it's possibly like Christmas for um, the home brewers because it's really a reason to get together and, well, drink. Yeah, so, fantastic event. Um, you need, you need we, a reason for that. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> you well, of course. To. You have to. So we paired up and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about making, well, how to make mead, but in the past we've gotten together, we made mead, and this year we said, well, why not we share this with the world? So um, we got together with Coopers in Scranton. We're going to have a, a large mead, f we're calling it a mini festival because it's just a table, um, <laughs> but uh, we're having our, our mead event at Coopers today at 4 o'clock, so if you guys have 
been at all intrigued by what you're listening to today, would like to try some meads yourself, um, stop by at Cooper's, and we will be happy from the hours of 4 to 6 to pour some mead for you for free because mm-hmm. um, it's of the home-brewed variety, and we can't charge you for that, um, and help you learn a little bit about everything that makes mead awesome, which is really um, honey and the honeybee. And that's really where uh, where our focus is, is to try and save that honeybee because they're they're a little bit of rough shape. Yeah, yeah. One, one more plug. Moonlight, though, is also going to be at Cooper's, right? Oh, yes, Moonlight. Yes, that's right. Um, Cooper's, um, because they're insane, um, <laughs> bought mead for mead day and actually has it on draft at their Scranton location. They have Kurt's Apple Pie by Moonlight yep. there that you can actually buy the, the commercial stuff. If you want to go side by side, try the commercial stuff and try our stuff, that'd be... Interesting. It literally is apple pie in a glass. It's a fantastic mead from Moonlight. Um, and without, so Moonlight Meadery, a huge appreciation for uh, sourcing their honey. In fact, they get a large majority of their honey from in, out of Lancaster, Dutch Gold. Um, Dutch Gold is one of the uh, the honey suppliers that actually what's called True Source. And True Source honey is really making sure that the honey is honey. There's been some some supermarket honeys will actually be adulterated a little bit with corn syrup, which is not good. Not good for um, mead makers because um, they have a respect for the honeybee. At the end of the day, none of this is possible without our little insect pal. The only insect that provides us food is the honeybee. Um, they actually provide the food for themselves. Honey is made so that they could survive the winter when there is no flowers, nothing out to buzz around with. And we kind of borrow a little bit out of it from... Steal it. <laughs> steal, <laughs> steal, steal, fair, fair. So that we could have uh, some nice stuff for our teas and also some nice stuff for our uh, alcoholic uh, environment. <laughs> They're saying honeybees are dropping off at yeah. like drastic rates right now. Yeah, the you know, the honey... The, that's kind of an interesting an interesting story. You know, the hive collapse that's happening um, is is a is a large issue, mostly for commercial honey growers or honey producers. And what they do, if you can imagine how excited these bees are going to be, and part of the reasons is it's a lot of it's based on stress. So right. there's tractor trailers driving around our country right now with um, honey bees packed into the back of them. Um, one actually tipped over in, I forget what state it was, but they had to put their oh, bee I collection saw, yeah. I did see that. Uh, emergency action plan into place because <laughs> this tractor trailer tipped Is over. Is that called and- Plan B? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 wow. No. These things write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. But the tractor trailer tipped over and something like 10 million bees, very angry bees, it like swarmed the highway uh-huh. and the surrounding area. So, But these bees get packed into tractor trailers and they get driven across the country and they um, pollinate all of the fruits and vegetables and, and other things that we have. And if you notice, some of our vegetable prices will spike every once in a while. Um, and that's because the bees don't get to the to pollinate the flowers before they bloom because of the changes in the climate and stuff that's been happening. So it gets a little stressful on the bees, and that was what's causing a lot of the colony collapse. Yeah. 80, 80% of our, our, our fruits, our vegetables, our seed crops are pollinated by the bees. Yeah. Our, our agricultural economy is, is really dependent upon these little critters. And there's a number of things. So one is the stress of how we're how we're handling them to actually do pollination, looking at pesticides, and 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 also somewhat of our monoculture way we we grow food, also our lawn. So um, if you really want to help these little critters, lay off the pesticides, lay off the weed killers. When you see that clover and dandelion in your yard, let it go. Yeah, because that's the that's stuff a good they point, like. Man. Yeah. If you really want, if you if you want more mead. 
then uh, let's uh, let's have more of the symbiotic. Can I say symbiotic at this time of day? Sure. <laughs> yeah, that works. As opposed to, uh, you know, a, a parasitic uh, relationship with the animal that we've had for a thousand years. So <laughs> let let the flowers grow. Let that dandelion grow and, and, and kind of lay off the, the insecticides and the pesticides. So what we covered is if you really want more mead, <laughs> do that. And if you want civilization to continue, yeah. um, it would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Preserve yeah. the honeybee. Yeah. Civilization's good. It's not going to be worth carrying on. Without any mead, yeah. especially right. the way it's getting so popular lately. So we're we're drinking now. This is this is actually Sean's homebrewed mead. So yep. I think this is, this, this is a good time since we have you here doing this, and this is yours. We're drinking it. Yeah. Why don't Sean's we get into excellent <laughs> party time? Why don't we get into how to brew mead? What's the difference with doing mead? Sure. Versus, uh, well, beer? we gotta we gotta clarify it. I gotta say it's it's oh, Sean it's, it's Sean and Christina's brew because oh, if, if I don't sorry. give any credit to my <laughs> wife, oh yeah, I mean I'm, I'm I'm surprised my phone is not vibrating off the yeah, table now. I made that too. You, so look yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's about two weeks from giving birth, so like she's a little on the punchy side. But um, no um. As long so, as she's not under the weather, we're good. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, they write themselves. So um, what we're drinking right now is is what would be a simple or a straight mead. Um, this is pretty much what, if you're going to start making mead from a homebrew stance, this is kind of where you're going to start at. Um, what this mead is, it's a 19% alcohol mead. It is nothing more than honey. Very simple. Water <laughs> and yeast. Um, what makes... The process of making meat is, is simple. Um, put mix honey and water, throw some yeast in, shut a bucket, put it in a closet for a year or so, and you will get alcohol. Making good meat is what's the hard part. Um, since meat is a perfect food source, there's a lot, there's very low nutrients in it, so you have to add nutrient additions and, and different other other items um, in order to try and make a really good balanced meat. Um, we're drinking what we're drinking is. Like I said, it's a simple meat. It's a little, you can get it as it's warming up, a little a little on the alcohol forward side. Um, because mead ferments out, com- or honey ferments out completely, the only way to make it sweet naturally is to over-sugar your mead. So you're basically trying to kill your yeast off by having too much alcohol in there. So if you under, if you don't put enough honey into your mead and you don't stop it through um, sorbates or some other method of stopping yeast from from still consuming that sugar, you tend to get a very, very alcohol-forward mead. Um, the term would be fusel alcohol. <laughs> yes. Mm. A.K.A. jet fuel. <laughs> now, the thing that well, I think a lot of people need to know with, with mead, it's like, you know, we're, we're, you know, we talk about beer a lot here, obviously, and, you know, that's usually you're getting into the barley. You want something that's fermenting with the, with wine. We have grapes. With honey, like the, the fermentable sugar is the hu- – uh, with, you know, with mead, the fermentable sugar is the honey. That's really what you're going to do. So the differentiation in flavors – Really is a bulk. I mean, you're gonna we're gonna get into you know we have the fruits and everything, the additions, but really differentiation in flavor is the types of honey you're using, and there is an endless amount of different types of honey. The difference with good mead versus low end mead is really the. I mean, there's brewing techniques and everything, but a lot of it is the honey and why a really tasty, enjoyable mead is a little more expensive is that honey costs a lot more. Like you know, if we go to a farmer's market or we go to any of these organic places to get honey. You can kind of see the differentiation between going to a grocery store and grabbing a honey off the shelf versus, you know, a farm source, you know, really local grown honey. You know, and, and a lot of it is, is you know, when you see those different styles of honey, in the store you'll see clover and orange yeah. blossom and stuff, and that's very popular. Um, this was made what's called a wildflower 
Um, Wildfire just says, we don't know what the bees ate. Um, <laughs> we can't man. control our bees. <laughs> we can't control our bees. But a lot of the expensive honeys out there, and we're going to be doing at Cooper's today a honey tasting. We're going to have several different varietals of honey. And, and what we do is we know that the bees can only fly so far. So we put them in an area where they're only going to be segregated to have a specific type of of honey. Um so something like a Tupelo honey, an orange blossom is generally a little more expensive. When you get into a clover wildflower, a little less expensive, and you have a huge ver ver variety of flavors that come out of that, just like different styles of grapes. Right. Yeah. And speaking of grapes. Oh. Uh oh. We have another. We have a. We have a, <laughs> I another mead. I didn't know where we were going. So I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> Speaking of grapes, um, I'm going to call you like a raisin. Or something. Why don't, don't we? Why don't we talk about pimets, Mr. Dan? Okay, let's talk about pimets. Why don't we take a break and then we're going to talk about the pimets? Really? Wait. Okay. Drink? Um, we got to wait to drink. Well, you can drink while you're waiting. Okay. And then drink some more. But we are going to have to take a break, and it's going to be all good when we do that. I promise. I swear. Everything's going really nice here. If you want to call in and win this book, no one called in last time, and I don't care. I'll say it. It's the truth. <laughs> no one called in. Here's the deal. You can win making wine, wild wines and meads, and you can win this really cool Deschutes Brewery um, glass. Call us on the telephone, 855-777-1023. What I need to do at this moment in time so we can make sure everything's going to be all nice. Clean some glasses. I got to grab a cup of coffee. This is Pantera. Drag the waters. Sweet. Pop! 
on. Come on. If it's who I think it is, yes. All right. This is going to be a first. I've done many things in my life. I'm going to press. I'm going to press on. She just graduated high school. Did she really? Yeah. So she's calling for somebody else, more or less, huh? Probably Lisa, don't. Lisa, don't listen. If you're listening, shut the radio off. All right. <laughs> so, um, Carissa, how are you? Carissa. Oh, way to go. No, oh. no. Oh, I got Carissa, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? All right, Carissa. So you, um, you're a winner, I think. How old right. are you, Carissa? Um, I'm 18, but oh, I'm calling for my dad, so it's okay. Okay, that's cool. She's calling for her dad. That's groovy. And plus, we're not giving away alcohol. We're giving away a that's book true. and so a glass. Right. Educational right. items. Yes. That's Knowledge great. Glass. We're good. And in three years, you're going to be able to make some really killer wine and mead, which <laughs> is excellent. You're calling for your dad, and you won this really nice Deschutes Brewery gr- glass as well. So, oh, sweet. So my dad will be so happy. Yes, your dad will be thrilled. You recently just graduated high school, huh? Yeah, did Dan tell you that? Yeah, Dan just told me that. Is that a big secret or something that no one's supposed to know? <laughs> yeah, no, no one no. was supposed to know she graduated. But, you know. All right, well, we're, we're glad. Congratulations. And you know what? I'm just going to give your winnings to Dan, maybe. Can I do that? Uh, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll All make right. sure that's, she receives it. That's yeah. excellent. Congratulations. Your dad's going to be thrilled. And in three years, we want to taste the fine wine or mead that you make with your papa. Okay, I'll, I'll make it. It'll be awesome. I'll give you some. Awesome. Give me some. <laughs> give me lots, and it'll be all good stuff. Thank you very much for calling, Carissa. <laughs> that was great. That was a wonderful. That uh, was a first. Well done. That was first. So we, oh, let's Dan, go. why are you looking so red? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Dan knows a girl that just recently, and he'll drop this. No, that's, My that's not, not how it is. <laughs> that's not what it is. That's not how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the family, dog. Yep, yep. She she makes her her, her dad's a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gotta get myself out of that. Listen, listen. That's how you're gonna get out of that. Listen, listen. I I reserve her very good at that. That's why I send a lot of flowers. uh, Listen, dog. Yeah, sports. Sports. You guys like the four minutes of stutter step did not help that cause. It is the mead, though. I will have to say it is the mead. Oh, blame it on the weather right now. Oh, you're under the weather. That's why you're looking. So red. <laughs> All right, boys, we got about nine and a half minutes. Let's get it in here because uh, we got some well, good stuff. Know, and I have so much fun. I well, just want to remind everyone again about, you know, today about the uh, the event we're going to have at Cooper's in Scranton, really promoting um, mead and honey and the awesomeness that it is and to learn a little bit about this product. Um, what time? It's going to be from four. Thank you. It's going to be from four <laughs> to six um, in Cooper's in Scranton, right in their main, um, right outside of their ship bar. Um, we'll have a whole bunch of homebrewed ship. meads there for... Ship, um, we'll be <laughs> we'll be out there with a whole bunch of meads for people to try. And we'll also have two of our local apiaries. Um, Dan mentioned about Dutch Gold, which is kind of like the uh, bigger one, but we have two smaller apiaries or honey producers, if you will. Yep. And if you really want to help out your honey bee, make sure you support your local beekeepers because those are the guys that are making sure everything is done well. Dan, what are the two that we have coming with us today? Uh, I believe we have Endless Mountain and Newkirk. Yes, yes. I, I did well, didn't I? Yes, you did. Excellent. You did very well. You tried to catch me on that. I did. I got it. <laughs> Excellent. You've been Excellent. caught up in a couple things already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm right in the filling out the forms as we go here. All right. So let's see Let's see how, how well Derek knows about his mead. Let's see if he learned anything through our, oh, our little thing God. down here. We have our last homebrew on, which is um, Dan's Pimit. Uh, Derek, do you remember what a Pimit is made with? This is the one with fruit? 
Uh, and fruit is right. Fruit yes. is correct. It's close. Yep. Close. Yep. Yep. And more specifically, it would be a grape. A pint oh, is okay. made with grapes. So grapes are fruit. So we would actually <laughs> accept. We would actually accept Melomelo as the correct Partial answer. Credit. Yes. So um, this is uh, called a. Well, I called it Rosso Mead. It's a Merlot grape-based mead. Um, Sean and I actually made this at Learn to Home Brew Day in November at uh, Pete Simply Homebrew. Um, we didn't really measure anything. Um, we never do. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> so it was pretty much a couple pounds of. Honey and a couple gallons of Merlot, and we got a 12% uh, elixir that folks seem to like. So it's a sweet mead. Um, it's 12% alcohol. Um, it's a very, actually, it'd probably very, make a very good base for a sangria, actually. You know, this really helped me get under the weather before I <laughs> called in when we were at a... Uh, National Homebrewers. You know, your your booth was right next to mine. I just remember pushing my thing over. Mead. Mead. <laughs> we had mead. quite the cult following with we our did. meads at we did. Grand Rapids. Yeah, yes. We have people actually stalking us post that trip, so it's very... I hope you're enjoying it, so... Oh, this is really good. This, this Honestly, this might be one of my favorites of the day. It's, it's very good. Wow. Very, very good. There's, there's no alcohol whatsoever. Um, it has, like, a really nice, in a good way, like a sweet grape jelly... From everything, but like a, a good grape jelly. This is not Smuckers. This is this is like a good height, but it's got a lot of like the, the honey still comes through on the back end. It kind of actually does like a little dance around the palate, of going back and forth between the honey and the grape. Yeah. So this was made with an Italian grape uh, grape juice. So really, actually, this 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 grape juice makes an actually very good Merlot wine, just by standalone. So adding the honey to I wouldn't say fortified wine because it is meat. It's more predominantly honey than it is the uh, the wine flavor. Um, again, a very easy to make. Um, it was, I mean, this, it was last November, so we're talking about 10 months old at this point. Yeah. So it actually, it's not long aging. Generally, when you talk about making meads, you're talking about aging maybe a year plus. This one actually uh, came through a little sooner and probably because of the sweetness. Did you say you, you blended wine into this? This was actually made with, it was honey and uh, wine juice mix. Instead of, so okay. instead of water, we just used the, uh, the wine juice. Oh, okay, yep. okay. And you could do that also with maple syrup. Uh, um, if you want to try something, I think it's called an Acer Glen. I potty mouth. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 which is uh, was maple syrup sap or maple sap and uh, and honey mixed together. So there's a lot of, lot of stuff you can do with meads. Uh, so, you know, really what your creativity is, it can really show through when you do this in a homebrew scale. And, there, and the, the mead, whole, the, everything within mead is great with, you know, the impending fall. We just talked about that. We didn't realize that's coming up pretty soon. And, uh, yep. you know, meads, I mean, they're, they're great for the fall. And that's why, you know, you see a lot more. We said this is the, the liquor store. You'll see Chaucer's more predominantly on the shelves there. That's kind of the, the reason people get into it. And they get into mulling, which we didn't get into that whole thing. But you get into a lot of those uh, spiced wine type starts coming up. I mean, mead really falls well within everything that we like to enjoy in the fall. And then you're getting into maple within that and everything. It's just all the flavors really mesh well. All the fall foods, the fall spices, everything we like, really mesh well with, with mead. And that's where Cooper's uh, having a Kurt's apple pie really falls right yeah. into that. Talk about a, yeah. an appropriate fall beverage. Oh, yeah. That's right there. So I would, you know, the only thing I can probably warn, especially Derek, as is he says, I can't drink a lot today. He's on a sixth <laughs> glass of mead. Um, you know, the big thing, and then what usually gets me in trouble is always the fact that mead is really good, yeah. but it really should be treated like a dessert uh, yeah. beverage. It's, it's a sipper. It's a, it's a sipper because once you start... You know, as the glass will, it'll it'll sneak up. Past. I like seeing how you're going to figure out how to describe yes. the drinking. Yeah. Well, depending on the style, though, because you right. have a short mead, which yeah. is very much yeah, you like could the bee nectar as- we had before. I mean, six percent—that's 
Yeah. Same as a beer. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's a wide range of products. Yeah. So just pretty much just give it but when a you shot. Get, when you get into the double digits, uh, like this one, there, there's no alcohol burn whatsoever. And the, the Moonlight Meter, it's 16%. When you have something that's higher like that with no alcohol, yeah. you, so your brain has nothing clicking saying, hey, this is a little bit higher. Slow you're down. Going, yeah, you're going had, to town on it. We had, if we had a blind tasting with all the meads that we had today, it would be really hard for people to pick out what was the higher alcohol yeah. mead because the bean nectar that we have, which was the lowest one, it's six um if you compare that to moonlight which was uh the, on the higher end yeah. you know at 16 you wouldn't be able to figure out which one had a, had the higher alcohol so yeah. if you're out there enjoying meads make sure you know they're dangerous they can yeah, they they're can dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. the iron fist wrapped in the velvet glove <laughs> yes yes <laughs> wow <laughs> i love that man you guys are great today i have a lot of fun this has been a great show and a great topic and i really like that Sean brought up about support your your local beekeepers cuz you think, ah, bees, yuck, I don't want to get stung, blah, 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 squat, spraying stuff all over the place. You do not realize the impact they have on our total existence, not just because we want to be able to make meads, but to, to exist. So keep that in mind. And you said they're going to be at Cooper's today? Yes, we'll be at awesome. Cooper's today, 4 to 6. Beaky, uh, Cooper's in Scranton. Cooper's yes. in Scranton. Sorry. Yes. Gotta, you know, I just forget there's two <laughs> locations there. But Cooper's in Scranton, 4 to 6. You'll have the um, folk from the uh, Scranton Brewers Guild there uh, sampling out some mead. We'll have uh, two local beekeepers there. They're going to bring some of their uh, their toys Unfortunately, they can't bring bees in. Something about liability and people getting stung. <laughs> I don't know this PC oh, world that we yeah. live in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can't stinging um, insects. Yeah. Oh, what darn. good's a beekeeper if he can't bring his bees? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's I mean, it's it's really great. I hope that um, a lot of people come out and support us and support everything that is honey and really, um, really appreciate the fact that you know this product that we take for granted is. You know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of bees work. One bee will only produce a quarter of a teaspoon of honey in their entire lifetime. Oh. So, you know, as you're drowning your toast in honey in the morning, you know, millions. The lives that have cost you. <laughs> well, that sounds a little morbid, actually, but. Think about that in the morning. <laughs> you sharks. <laughs> no slave labor. Back to Bee Geeks Radio. <laughs> Oh, God. That's awesome. When you have your sore throat and you got that little bear and you're just pounding it in. <laughs> just remember how many bees were slaughtered. <laughs> and, you know, we'll throw one last one last shout out. If anyone's looking for really good local sourced honey, um, if you're in the Scranton area, the uh, Farmer's Market, which is open now, mm -hmm. and it's mobbed all the time because yep. it's apparently the only place you can get fresh produce in the city of Scranton. Um, braces... Um, Orchard is there, and they have their own beehives in yeah. the orchard to pollinate their apples and all their other wonderful things there, and they sell their honey, and it is fantastic, and possibly some of the cheaper honey that you'll be able to find that's all 100% certified, you know, honey in the area, so. That's outstanding stuff. stuff. Ed, Dan, great having you guys here today. It was fun. It was always oh, Sean when you're around. I'm I love I love feeling under the weather with you, Freddie. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. Dirty Derek, of course, and the Celtic Cabinetry in Millwork, rear two oh five Broad Street in West Pittston. Check them out on Facebook, everywhere else. Derek, tell them real quick how they can call Dirty David. You can give him a call. It's five seven zero six five four one 
1461. Sorry, I was hesitating there. No, that's fine. 570 Give them a call and you can follow us, beergeeksradio.com. Listen to our past episodes and find us on the social media uh, through our website, beergeeksradio.com. And we'll just make sure that... um. Oh, and next week. Next week. Let me plug next week. You got 10 seconds to do next it. Next week, we're going to be talking about aging beer. We have an author calling in. It's going to be good stuff. Outstanding. I'll give Carissa's prize package here to Dan. <laughs> and can She'll get it. Later. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that did not sound any better. Oh.